like 45 minutes later, that one hotspot. is now a larger hotspot and whatever it hit caught on fire so like two hours later the entire tractor trailer is this massive inferno and i was like i've weapons effects achieved like the you got them welcome to the bro chat yeah we don't figure out who has the info Peter, I, I love it when you do the intro so, i mean i get nothing yeah in a okay. while i think you have it it mm-hmm. reminds me have you guys you guys know nate bargazzi the comedian have we talked about oh yeah yeah oh yeah class but he's got a podcast i didn't know yeah called nate land if you guys haven't heard it you gotta check it out it's basically a bro chat but they're comedians so they have nothing of any significance yeah it's way funnier and not a whole lot gets said of any value but it's pretty awesome (laughs) yeah anyway yeah Yeah. they 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 pork away their intros all the time it's great um yeah so here we go. I'm not doing it though. I refuse. So no, that's you. That, that was yeah. That's that. You have to, right? I can't plug Nate Land without. Maybe they give us a little kickback. We reach there out to go. him. Thanks, Nate. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. So here we are. Uh, Rain, you got the. My intro is going to be introducing Rain, who will give us the official intro. So it's good to see. You. It's been it's been a while. A couple of months. So Rain, tell us what we're doing here. Yeah, that was smooth, man. That was really smooth. Well, I'm coming from Singapore. I mean, look at the technology. We're just all over the world. Um, it has been. It's been like two months. But kicking off, we've got Kodiak Shack, Afterburn Podcast coming together. We're going to solve the world's problems. We're going to document it. But This time I, for real. I mean, it's been a busy summer. Bender, you were like flying all over the Pacific or getting stuck somewhere, I think. Um, you had a big, big TDY, right? Can you tell me? I, I want to hear about it. Flash said there were a lot of shenanigans with you and your movement to wherever you were going. I want to hear about it. Yeah, I got left behind. I got hubcapped. It was pretty bad. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been TDY as a single fighter pilot, like just one fighter pilot TDY. It's miserable. Apparently, uh, we're social no creatures. So, yeah, there were no bros. It started really strong. So we left on a Monday, six ship with some uh, uh, slick. So Salt Lake City Guard guys hooked us up. But instead of going, we were going to go. It makes sense. Like the fastest way to get to Guam is like, you know, fly west. So Hawaii and then to Guam. They're like, nah, let's fly to Alaska and then to Guam. So Great we ended circle. up. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Uh, so Alaska, getting to Alaska is fine. Nothing really broke. Uh, it does make the AOS from Alaska to Guam like 11 and a half hours though. So that's painful. Um, but we got there and when, so we had a three day kind of layover, whatever, waiting for the tankers. Uh, so those three days were awesome. There was six of us. We were just raging. The first night was pretty epic. Uh, we went to Denali, ran a river. Like, it was a good time. And then the day we, like, showed up for our AOS and the air stairs at Fairbanks International, like, drove itself, whatever, in, <laughs> into the nose of the KC-10. So they're yeah. like, oh, you have no more tanker. So uh, we just went back to our hotel. So we got to stay an extra four days. So we were a week into the TDY, and the jets are stuck in Alaska. And then we finally get the next wave of tankers. And as we're taking the runway, I'm number four and we're cleared for takeoff or whatever. And then I get a, one of my fans, like I get a cool fail. Uh, we call them ICAW, but anyway, I can't blast with that. So I, we cancel takeoff clearance. I run back to Chalks hoping that I can just cold iron, which is just restarting the jet and cranking it back up. But it ends up being hard broke. So they're like, we'll see you, Bender. And so all five of them blast with the tankers and then I'm just stuck. And freaking Ileson. And I don't know, there's rules against single ship AOSs. So, like, the PK of me getting out of there was pretty low. Uh, so, 
it was a yeah, depressing you, day. You always leave like another jet there, like mutual yeah. support. And then the yeah, the priority of it. If you're a singleton, yeah, I don't think you can do it, or maybe you, you can, can with a waiver. But yeah, I think you can get a waiver. But I the the game plan is like, oh, we got some vipers that were trying to go to Korea, so that they eventually like we'll just tack you on to the vipers going to Korea, and then you know get yourself to Guam from there. But like we're not built for that. Like it's an F thirty five. Like and we're you know, fighter pots. Like I can fly around my base pretty well and get back. But like to fly from Alaska and then find my way somewhere in Japan and then find my way again to Guam, like that's a heavy lift. So I was like, no kidding, like in the what our JTD, so like a dash one, like looking at fuel numbers and the F thirty five engineers are like, These guys are never gonna look at this. It was like one little chart and it's not very good information. I'm like, well, I could either be, you know, like 5,000 pounds heavy or I could be 5,000 pounds short. Like, who knows what the truth that is? So it was mostly like, just launch and see how far you can get, which is what I did. So launched with some Vipers, <laughs> which turns out I've never flown with the Vipers since flying the F-35. But Vipers are kind of a pit, like the takeoff. Like they were like climbing out, just, you just see them laboring. Like I was up at 20,000 and they're still like 11,000. Like, plus, you know, they're like three bag. And whatever yeah. else they were carrying. Block 40s, probably. They were heavy. Yeah, Block 40s also. Anyway, it was a good time. It was a Juvets. There, it was fun. So anytime you're with other fighter pots, even if you don't know them, it's a good time. So, and you pop you a GoPro, so it's like so many a weeks. party. Yeah. That's right. Plus that, yeah. <laughs> like other voices? Yeah. yeah. There were a bunch of Strike Eagles that showed up there. You'd have been excited to hang out with them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's unproven. We're not, we're not sure that's... <laughs> we have to test that specifically. Got our Strike uh, Eagle hate in for the... Yeah, yeah. What? AOS for the bingo. Jeez. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, for the yeah. Bingo. Oh, we didn't bring the. I didn't bring the bingo card up. It's probably a bridge too far on my computer. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that. Oh yeah, the bro chat right. bingo. The bro chat bingo. That's good. You gotta though. find like that. Yeah. yeah, I think I can what? find it. Did you did you land in Japan and then have to go from Japan to wherever you were going? Yeah. So I I was doing like gas calculations the whole time, but I was on deck, so it was actually pretty. I was having a good time doing it. But I was like, if I can just sneak another couple thousand pounds, I made it to Okinawa. So that's as far as I got. So we split somewhere over the middle of Japan. They went to Korea, and I've, I continued on to Okinawa. And uh, Japanese controllers, I forgot, like, they're not, they are not athletes as far they're as, like, being able rigid. to. So I'm like, oh, if I just cut this off and go direct to this point, like, I'm going to save so much gas. But I like, asked for that, and he's like, say again? I asked for, like, six times because he couldn't understand me. Finally, he's like, negative. And then he read off the entire route, which had 35 points on it. Uh, as filed whatever so i'm like yeah like please it's like not a different anyway it was so i forgot about that so i just shut up and flew my route or whatever but yeah i landed in kadena and then the maintenance team from ielson had been like hey we got a maintenance team waiting for you in kadena and then the aos guy's like hey i got your ppr i talked to ops there they're all going to be ready for you and i landed and tower's like where you want to go i'm like i don't know where to go like where are other other fighters around here i could park next to (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, you want the Delta ramp. So I'm like, okay, I'll go to the Delta ramp. And I like pull up the Delta ramp, and there's like F-15s and F-22s and F-16s and F-35s and Navy F-35s. There's just like jets everywhere, and they're all pointed in opposite. Like there's no like rhyme or reason to where everybody is parked. They're all mixed together too. So I like stop there, and I like look, and there's probably 30 ground crews of different airplanes just like looking at me like, what is this guy doing? Um, I didn't know where to go. So I, <laughs> yeah, I just like drive down this taxiway. You know, just like staring at everybody, see if anybody like smiles and waves. Like, you know, you should park with Come me, but here. nobody did. Yeah, they're all just like, who's this clown? And every Japanese like little car of, you know, the Japanese 
whatever maintenance people that are around there same thing just like who is this clown so i end up just stopping in the middle of this ramp like i just give up i'm like i have no idea where to go call back to tower i'm like is there an ops frequency or something i can talk to and credit to the the falcons are nf-35 squadron up at uh Ileson. so they are deployed there right now so they gave me their ops freak i called the top three and he hooked me up so as soon as i like parked in the spot he gave me you know there's like 40 maintainers there and they're all pissed off that i've just like dropped this jet in the middle of their operations uh and then one lieutenant who's awesome he's got a cooler full of like drinks and like sandwich for me everything uh so they they totally hooked me up um so that is an awesome thing about you know the fighter pilot culture like they were ready even though they had no idea what was coming like they knew exactly what to do they threw all that stuff in like picked me up grabbed my gear got me a hotel room and took me out to dinner like it was awesome and then nice. had all my products ready for the next day like looked up the ato stuff because i couldn't do it anyway it was like first class treatment it was it was money so i owe those guys big uh but as far as the hill guys nobody somehow <laughs> the message did not get through like nobody had any where they're like where's the rest of your airplanes i'm like it's just me they're like can you do that i'm like not no right. i guess like i'm not supposed to yeah Here i am Surprise. you just one hop? yeah to guam after that yeah no unfortunately you can't one hop to guam so Wow, that it was a it was an ordeal. This could take a long time. Are we gonna go through the whole yeah. thing? But all the time. Yeah. So the plan was to go. So I like hustled. And I get to Kadena. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna turn this the next day. Want to make a podcast? Let me tell you about Spotify's program for podcasters, and it's called Spotify for Podcasters. I've been using it for over a year now. Couldn't be happier. From the switch, you can record wherever you create podcasts, whether it be your phone, computer. And it's easy to upload it and distribute it to everywhere podcasts are heard. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Best of all, Spotify for Podcasters is completely free. So launch your podcast today. Get started with Spotify for Podcasters. Go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. From Showtime and A24. We love most about Whitney. Comes a new series unlike any other. Where do I even start? Academy Award winner Emma Stone. I like how you fight for us. Nathan Fielder. Money doesn't really matter when it's about doing the right thing. And Benny Safdie. You guys are strong, right? At the end of the day, you're going to survive, right? Next question. New episodes of The Curse. Streaming now on Paramount Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan. So, you know, it was like a 10-hour shorty. I'm like, I'll just get quick sleep, and then I'll turn and go to Palau, which is where the my squadron was. And Palau's like the dream. Like, that's like, I'm excited to go to Palau. And then I get a text, of course, like from my commander. She's like, hey, maintenance wants you to go to Guam so they can, like, do some inspections first before you go to Palau. And I lost my crap. I'm like, no. Like, if I go to Guam, I know it's just going to get stuck there, and everybody else is going to have a good time at the freaking beach resort in Palau. <laughs> I'm going to be stuck at Guam by myself. So I argued, you know, I tried to argue that for a couple hours. I ended up losing. Uh, and so they made me go to Guam. And so I had to, like, find a tanker. I didn't do it. Somebody at the AOC did. But they found me a tanker that had some extra gas. So the next morning I was going to blast out of Kadena, catch the tanker, and then he was going to land at Guam. So he was just going to drag me back to Guam. But the Japanese ATC at Kadena wouldn't let me. They wouldn't give me clearance. They wouldn't even, like, respond to me. So it's not ask, only like, dip clearances. How'd you get all your dip clearances? And stuff? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I didn't. So maybe that was the problem. <laughs> uh, so I was like, I would like my clearance. And they're like, 
stand by. And it was an hour. I'm like, I need clearance because the tanker's not going to sit there. He can't sit there forever. I'm like, I'm going to miss this tanker. And then I, who knows what's going to happen. And they're like, they just didn't respond. So I ended up called back to ops. I'm like, hey, I'm just going to take off VFR. Is that allowed in Japan? They're like, uh, no. And I'm like, what can I do? And they're like, okay, you can, we'll fire you on a local stereo. And then you just go do regard once you get above like 10,000 feet. I'm like, sounds good. I don't even know what do regard is, but like, let's go. And so I did. I like 10,000 feet. I'm like, what could, you know, like, what's the worst that could possibly happen? So I just canceled, went do regard and flew towards where my tanker was supposed to be. Thankfully, he we was won, there. We so. won the war. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> am power I? coming through. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I get violated, does anybody, is anybody going to get that email? I don't think anybody's going to get the email. It, Nobody knows who I am. I don't even to, have a clearance, so. Yeah, they probably send it to Okinawa. One of your F-35s yeah. did <laughs> yeah. this. It'll None be of a, ours did. Like, no, it was an F-16. It's fine. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. That's wild. This is just single ship island hopping. Single ship, yeah. The and most... then when I got to freaking Guam, I split from the tanker, and then they're like, then as soon as I get within radio contact of Guam approach, they're like, extreme precipitation, you know, like 20 miles wide over the island. I'm like, well, I can't fly into that. And they're like, lightning within five miles of Anderson. And we're not allowed to fly within 25 miles of lightning. Still? Because we're special. And we weren't made very well. Yeah. Well, well that's, the, that's the good... No, no, no. That is the fix. Within 25 oh, is like just stiff the best it. it gets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you don't have the right modifications, I, I think it's even farther than 25. Been so I had to turn around, chase, sorry. Yeah, I had to turn around, call the tinker off his approach, like, and set up a refueling, like, mm. orbit. Uh, anyway, it was, it was like wild. So I, don't I, you I have, to, like, have some kind of, uh, I know you have to have a fuel I'm reserve sure. for like, well, I mm-hmm. oh, yeah, Altrav's secondary divert or diverts because it's like an island or you got to carry an hour of gas. There's a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, here. you have to, with AOSs, you have to have an hour of gas at your destination. Mm-hmm. But that's not enough gas to go to another island. So maybe like Saipan. Well, actually, you can get to Saipan and Tinian. Yeah. So I probably could have gone to them, but they all had, well, I'm not sure if they had thunderstorms, but the, dropping a jet into Tinian's not, not ideal. It's not to play. Yeah, I don't know what happens when you do that, but I don't think I'd have gotten out of there. Maybe it'd have been nicer than Guam, though. I don't know. Yeah. But I got so, the gas. I, I did, they didn't have an ILS, so I had to shoot a freaking TACAN down to MINS, and it was the most MINS I've ever. It was like, you know, in the simulator, like, we're going like down to MINS minus 50. Like, just see what happens. Like, that's what I was like. I, I pushed the power up, and I saw like a quick little rabbit light, and I'm like, that's a runway. But I had, like, on a TACAN, it's, they have two runways. Like, I don't know if it's the left one or the right one, but, like, runway environment, that's, like, you I've got been it. IRC. I know. I can continue down. So I landed, and then the poor KC-135 behind me that had hooked me up goes Mr. Proch, and who knows where he ended up. Oh. <laughs> that poor guy, like, oh. He has to go. Like, oh. sorry, buddy. Yeah, it was a, it was a miserable day. Uh, and I did get stuck in Guam, so I never made it to freaking Palau. But I saw the pictures, and it looked pretty nice. That's, I've heard it is nice. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, so many rules that are like, this is hard and fast. Like, you cannot, you must have X, Y, and Z. You didn't have any of them. And turns out, you made it across the Pacific. That is the most ace thing I've ever heard of. Yes. Yeah, well, I think I followed all the rules. For the record, yeah, I, mean, I followed all the rules. Yeah, <laughs> you, had, you had an Altrav. You had dip clearance. Yeah, the Altrav <laughs> thing. Well, that's what Duregard. I'm pretty sure Duregard just means... You know, I'm I'm gonna do my thing, 
and I take responsibility for not hitting anybody. Yeah. That's pretty effectively. Much yeah. I think there are rules, but I don't know what they are. Sounds good. That weather, man. I mean, just, growing up me. in Misawa. Yeah. What's that? No, I was, well, I was saying the two regards just not hit anyone. Like, it's going to be me, fat, dumb, and happy, putting food in the oven back there, <laughs> going over Guam. <laughs> That's, that is true. I think I'd see a, you know, triple seven probably from, maybe even visually. But who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, well, that reminded me of breaking out or uh, landing at men's, you know, one of those, like you hit your men's and it's like, I'm deciding, I'm deciding, there's the runway. <laughs> you know, that's uh, one of our buddies at Masawa. It was like, so for everybody who doesn't fly in, in Masawa, I think everybody, everywhere, they have like categories of how low you can fly. Like, hey, you can't fly lower than 500 feet or 300 feet above the ground. And then in Masawa, I think it was like, if you shot the PAR, which is effectively a verbal approach where they're like, turn right, turn left, descend, climb, uh, you could fly down to 100 feet and all you needed was a quarter mile visibility. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> flying nope. at 165 knots, like so fast. So uh, there were four guys on this approach. They weren't shooting the PAR. They were shooting an ILS. So it's like takes you down to 300 feet, 200 some feet. And uh, one, two, and three are all instructor pilots who can fly down all the way to like 200 feet. Three, or no, four is a like 501 guy. And, <laughs> no chance. Yeah. And I'm in the tower. So when you're flying at like an active duty base, you have one guy sitting in the tower and he's the supervisor of flying. And he's like the ops group's representative of the flying program. What's happening? You're the eyes and ears. And so... I can barely see the runway and I see like one jet roll out, a second jet roll out, a third jet roll out and the fourth jet roll out. And I was like, Ooh, that's, uh, <laughs> and the there phone, I mean, the second I see the fourth aircraft, the phone starts ringing and it's the group commander who also just saw the fourth aircraft. <laughs> and he's like, who just landed? And I was like, oh, I'm not sure, sir. He's like, I know, you know, who just landed. <laughs> Tell me who number four was. And I was like, I think it was. And he was so mad because he knew that that dude was like, I'm not going to be the one of four guys who diverts. Like it was far to Yokota. It was like 400 miles or something. Like it was oh, yeah. not a short, uh, like hop over to Yokota, but turns out, yeah, it was a ragged bottom. You know, he just like yeah, he found, found the, the sucker pocket. hole and yeah, yeah, yeah found so. it. there's a pocket every now and then. I mean, a solid yeah. number three there, not to kick him out. So you can't get away with that front, in, uh, uh, make sure he in lands, the you know? airliner world, right? Yeah. Ooh. That, you can land, you know, without ever seeing the runway. How crazy is that? Oh, Rain, we got you choppy. Still there? Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe not. I hear you guys. No, no. So I did, I did, uh, Bender, we just, I just dropped an episode with, uh, uh, Drago and my buddy Rowdy, and we could not hear Drago talk. I don't know if, if rain's talking now, but we could not hear Drago talk while we were recording. There you are. The whole Rain, thing. I lost yeah. you for a minute. I can hear you guys. But, so, you know, yeah, he's we, back. We have to have some kind of technical glitch, right? Happening again. This is going to be too difficult to edit. You Thankfully think, uh, it's not it, my job to do that. Yeah. So. That, that's why you do the intros. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, we told oh, no. he's coming back, but either way. So Drago would start talking 
And then halfway through this like really good statement he's making, he'd be like, (laughs) and so finally Rowdy and I are like, Hey man, we can't hear you. Turns out the recording got it perfectly. Just like you could hear him super clear. And so Rowdy and I seem like weirdos because we're like, hey, we can't hear you, man. And Drago's like in the middle of this very useful <laughs> statement. It's like, well, this is awkward. But That's awesome. Can you yeah, really? just like selectively edit me out, like my audio feed? Like when yeah. you're editing these things, you can just be like mute bender. Yep. Yeah, we can. I can do that. And uh, depending good. on how, how aggressive the background noise is, you can like edit out the like you can pick audio to edit out and stuff. There he is. Rain's back. The good news, what I've learned, because we won't edit this out, is it just keeps recording. So <laughs> yes, I know. You don't even need me. That happened on one leader. episode. Yeah, I just disappeared and came back, and yeah, worked out great. Yeah, I can hear you guys talking, so just keep talking if I disappear, and you know, I'll Yeah, but I'll it sounded like later. maybe you were telling a story. Yeah. What were you saying? Mm. Well, what we're oh we're talking about oh the uh, I was saying wait wait what a solid number three not to yeah. kick number four out to make sure number four landed or what is what a solid number three to not kick That's number right. four out so no one talked who, about where they know. broke out until yeah. Bender I think you were in that flight I was gonna say like I, I wasn't number three right like yeah, well <laughs> doesn't sound like me I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the the same. So if anybody doesn't know, Masawa is just has such bad weather. I mean, the weather is, I don't know. It's not even surprisingly bad. It is just consistently bad weather. And there was a standard jets break while you're in Alaska and two people are flying home and they are like two hours out and the same OG I'm in the tower again, for some reason, the OG calls me and he's like, Hey, the AOS, whatever their call sign was, is a couple hours out. They will not shoot the approach because the weather was so bad. I'm sitting in the tower and I cannot see the infield grass between me and the runway, which is on the other side of the infield grass, like less than a quarter mile of this. And he's like, do not let them even start the approach because the whole get out of jail free was like, if I've commenced a portion of the approach, I can at least try the approach even if the weather's below my mints. And then, you know, somehow you just broke out at your mints. <laughs> and uh, so he's like, don't let him start the approach. Like, don't even entertain it. So they call me on the radio like 30 minutes later. And they're like, dude, I don't want to talk about weather. We're going to be on the approach soon. And I was like, <laughs> he was like, <laughs> yeah, legitimately. I was don't like, these radios are recorded, by the way. But uh like I was like, the OG has already called and said <laughs> he will not let you shoot the, like to not let you shoot the approach. And so they flew from Ielsen all the way to Yakota. And he was not a fan. Like they were oh, granted, like they spent weeks trying to get those jets over to Misawa just to divert to Yakota for uh, probably a few more days. Real suboptimal. Who was that? That was, uh, um, oh. Uh, Haas. Haas. Yeah. Okay. Haas and Kazi, I think were the two that were flying it. And yeah, he yeah, was, funny. which rightfully so, but yeah, he was, he was not pumped. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I pulled. Oh yeah. Terrible. Just, that you know, terrible. Bender, I was, I was realizing while you told that story. Um, so the air national guard normally has their own iron, has their own bases, all those kind of things. The reserve 
a lot of times will like integrate with an active duty base. Your TDY seems very active duty, like that hopping around, doing all those things. That was very, uh, that does not sound like chill, like reserves lifestyle. The Palau part did. Yeah. But you they, never well, actually Most of them were there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did yes, find the, I did find the bingo it. though. Well, but, but, oh, nice. Bender's like the bro in there. Bender's like the one each reservist, yeah. right? That's true. Yeah. yeah how, many, a, how many reservists were on that? No, nah, it was all reservists. So it was supposed to be, it, well, it was a, it, Flash would have to tell Uh-oh. the drama of the whole thing, but it was supposed to be all reservists, 18, I shouldn't talk numbers probably, but uh, it's fine. <laughs> it didn't end up happening. <laughs> Turn amount of jets were supposed to go, all reservists. So it was like all hands on deck. Plus we were going to bring some active duty to make sure we could have enough pilots. And then it was like, no, let's have it be active duty led with reservists, you know, filling in a certain, like a third of the jets. And then it was uh, turned off. And then it was just take the six jets and only reserves. Anyway, so it ended up six jets, only reservists. But all the flail and all that stuff that, you know, happened from the active duty getting involved, that, that still lingered. So that was, you know, that's, I think, is why we went to Alaska and why I ended up. Because active duty maintenance is who uh, supported us, I think. Anyway, that's how I ended up in Guam, I'm pretty sure. Because uh, a of reserve maintainer. I mean, they're not going to, they're going to be in Palau with everybody else. Like they're not looking to chill in Guam anyway. So yeah, it was, it was all reservist pilots. It was actually a really, I think they had a great time. The exercise part was rough, um, making it all kind of happen. But as far as the location and all that, it was pretty good. Not bad. It's not Singapore, but pretty close. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, yeah, literally, it was warm. warm, humid, warm. Plus, Guam had just had their typhoon, so it was like <laughs> a disaster area. Oh, I mean, man. it's like looking at Florida after a hurricane. Like the tree, all the trees. Well, none of the palm trees had palms anymore, so it was just like bare trees across the entire island. And then I got there because I was two weeks delayed. At least my hotel had like figured out their power and flooding, so it, you know there's consistent power. But there was like power had been out for days and days so like mold was growing in certain parts of the hotel like everywhere i mean it was just a it was a mess generally well it sounds like maybe it worked yeah. out for you then you yeah. know yeah and it could have been the middle east Let's, so yeah, exactly all in all which worst place yeah. to i thought the middle east was shutting down duck it's not shutting down <sighs> like what the heck promises <laughs> just were made on, it just keeps yeah. on going it just keeps on going I'm I don't know there. <laughs> Promises were made. I don't know. I wonder. I guarantee they're not doing much. Last person I talked to that was out there, they said they're not doing much. They are chilling, but but they're not there. in Palau. Not chilling. There's that no. can't happen. They're sweltering. They are sweltering. They're dying. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not my uh, that's not my climate. <laughs> You know, I'm not the I'm not the 115 guy. I'm not the 95 percent humidity. I'm the I'm the Eilson where the yeah. the sun doesn't set and it's like 75 and that's pretty chill. Yeah, you get excited about the book Twilight. You're like, yeah, these are my people. It's cold up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The winters, yeah, the winters in Eilson, not for me. You know, I'm a be a snowbird in that way. 
Yeah, I feel like Elmendorf might be a little more of a happy medium. You know, it still gets cold. Sun doesn't really set in the summertime, right? But it's just a little bit further south. Which do you hop through there very often with uh, your job? I go through there a good bit. I, I mean, Anchorage is, I like Anchorage. Super nice, especially in the summertime. A little methy, but you know, True. what city's not methy it, these it days? It is very methy. Yeah, I can watch out when you're walking down the street, but <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of, that's kind of sad. And you know, uh, just, yeah, just watch out. Well, like going to Honolulu, Waikiki, like that's pretty methy uh, walking on the beach. Like I've heard like states like ship people to uh, Hawaii because it's like yeah, warm. Survive. Yeah, homeless people. I don't know if that's true. Or not. Well, I mean, it's a wild though. ride at night. I mean, that that place, the cops yeah. are everywhere. They are yeah. out and about. Up. Yeah. Well, meth and, is problematic. Yeah, they need that tourist money. You know, you can't have. Yeah, yeah you can't have your tourists getting shanked. So that was a climate falls. That was a little, that was pretty methy Cover. too. You know, I thought like, it wouldn't get any worse coming from New Mexico. I mean, that's like Breaking Bad was like <laughs> filmed out there. But yeah, it was like oh. Sure enough, Firebirds. It's like a grocery store, not the spot. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I guess apparently. it depends on what you're in the market for. Uh, <laughs> Klamath is getting F35s, they right? Are. That's yeah. on the list to get F35s. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, speaking of which, Fresno might be. Did you hear about the drama yeah. at Fort Worth? Ah, I don't are, know what's appropriate for broke chats and what's not but oh it's all there might be some reshuffling of where the f-35s are going let's just say that. well it turns yeah. out the uh c model is coming apart at the seams so uh it could use a replacement sooner rather than later uh but yeah it's uh the ex was on the docket and then now it may change as the plan has changed multiple times so it's not like there's been a one plan plan uh but yeah i could i could see the f-35 i mean they could use me in the 35. You know what I mean? Like they, they're like, let's put the 35 in Fresno specifically Clearly. for Vader to get some fifth gen love, you know? Cause yeah. I could use some stealth because that my RCS and my new airplane is rather large. So, <laughs> yep. Yeah, and uh, the, tennis court. the other day, Oh man. So the other day, this is a very weird thing. Bender, I don't know if you've experienced this. So I was flying BFM just, uh, getting after it, doing loaded uh, maneuvering. So like stalling out the airplane and then stomping on the rudders and just like seeing what happens. And I'm like winning. And I was like, oh, sick, here we go. And I'm getting close to the floor. And so like (laughs) I go to take my foot off the rudder and then unload a little bit to break the stall so the plane starts to fly again because I'm approaching the simulated ground. And I don't break the stall. And the plane's not flying anymore. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, we're like 9,000 feet with average terrain, like 4,000 feet. So I'm like at the 5,000 foot and I like unload a little more and the jet's not like flying out of it. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, the plane's not flying. Uh, what do we do when the plane's not flying? So uh classic max relax roll. And, uh, but yeah, I like unload and finally get flying airspeed and fly away after I kill myself on the simulated floor. And uh, I was like, well, that's that's a new one. I don't know. Have you seen that in the 35 doing, I don't know, high I sunk, stuff? Yeah, I've sunk through the floor, but no, it won't let you. I mean, yeah. I, you can't high off it to a stall, but it's it just gets back as soon as you let go of that button. F-35 yeah, yeah. is, 
It's so gentlemanly. I, I mean, I knew it was, but it's just put me to sleep in the last, like, three years. Like, when I was doing the AOS with the Viper, like, they're all, like, you know, fuel check. I forgot all of this, but, you know, like, they got to spin, like, four needles and do some math. I can't remember how to do it. But they're, like, <laughs> like That's whatever, right. 11, 7, whatever, like, four numbers, <laughs> like, feeding, <laughs> centerline dry. And one's like, yeah. oh, I got right tank slow to feed. And one's like, left tank, like, trap, like 2,000 pounds of trap fuel. Meanwhile, like, the F-35 fuel page doesn't even want you to know what's going on. It's like, okay, I'll show you some numbers. There's nothing you can do about them. You can't, like, balance any fuel tanks. Like, there's no options. Uh, so the F-35 is just like, I got it. So I'm just like, I got 11.7, everybody. <laughs> and I don't know what's feeding and what's not. It's just going to take care of it for me. Anyway, you got to work so hard in the F-16 for everything you got like you were saying like you gotta fuse all the sensors yourself you gotta like calculate your gas figure out how to balance it all yeah Yeah. external gas tanks where you had more gas internal than they had with three external gas gas tanks yeah i did it was great that's crazy would you get gas faster than them yeah i think so i think so i don't know i think it can take gas so speak faster so i think the pump rate can be higher out of the tankers Plus one of them, I won't say any names. Uh, I doubt they listen to this, but one of them fell off the boom every. And we had thirteen ARs or twelve, so it was a lot of ARs. And he was off the boom at least two times per AR, to the point where the flight lead's like, "Look, dude, we're all gonna miss our MRB fuel because you can't get gas. Like this has got to stop." <laughs> He's already like <laughs> thirty-four six packs into this thing. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it was it was pretty funny, pretty brutal. Yeah, that's you don't want to be that guy. We've been, no, I've been that guy before. I think we've all been that guy. I High mean, stakes. my call sign is kind of that guy a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Usually, you get you get one of them right. Like you, you get like one yeah. AOS movement to be that guy, but really like half of one AOS Kinda movement just to be that guy. Yeah, you figure it out after like four or five, I think. Yeah, at first you have no idea what you're doing, nor does the person who like taught you. Yeah. He's kind of like, oh, this is my sight picture in the Viper. Yeah. Not right. That's in the C model. I'm I'm still just kind of like figuring it out, just like out there vibing, you know, like yeah, that's good enough. You gotta like no, oh, yeah, they the talk mirror? about that it. would They're mess like, me up. Your right? center the guys are saying they like yeah, your center mirror uh, is supposed to check like the the green apple on the like boom. So everybody, there's like colors where it's like red, yellow, green, yellow, red uh, for like. So you want to be in the middle where the green is. So you can like use your center mirror, which I always forget about, uh, for the green apple. And then your left mirror, you can actually see your AR port. And they're like, yeah, once you get close, you can like look in the mirror and like see them plug in. And I'm like, why don't I just look at the tanker? It's quite, quite the big indicator <laughs> on right. if I'm getting closer or farther. So like you can, depending on the tanker, the right engine is like half cut off by the canopy bow because we have one of those uh Mm. so i just kind of like slice that engine in half and i like look at the indicator lights and i'm like we're in the ballpark and turns out the most difficult part about tanking is staying right of center on the tanker but not too far right just a little right so like you want to you effectively want to put like your nugget in line with the edge of the fuselage of the airplane so you can't line up on that big yellow strip that goes all the way down the bottom of the tanker. No, 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 not for me. That's where I want to line up my AR door 
and I'm going to be right of it. And uh, so that is the thing. Like I feel, you know, that, uh, what is that flight thing that it's called like the hand of God or whatever, where it feels like you're always banking or wanting to bank. I do that the entire time I get gas. (laughs) I just like, yeah, I slowly like want to lean left. And I like, I'm thinking about like putting in clicks of right trim to stop me from cheating left because it's, that's like the only difficult part. Like jet flies. Well, it's just, just right. That would be, that would be trippy, not lining up on center line, right? Because like everything you do in the world, like you want to line up on center line. And then I would think the mirror, like I would see it and it's gonna be like an opposite input. Like, like oh, I just need to move a little bit yeah. to the right. And then, oh, yeah, that, yeah I, now I'm way too far over. Uh, random, Bender, you'll appreciate this. I haven't released the episode yet, but Bobbitt, he's an F-35B guy I interviewed. I did give him grief for the canopy bow or on behalf of the United States Air Force. Thank him. I n- never have the dealt. I've never dealt with that, you know, but I know that's for you. And now Vader's got to be a problem, but he yeah. did it to me. He didn't really do it to you, Vader. He Which did it Bender. Have you noticed Bender that the canopy bow is surprisingly small, like out of the cockpit visibility, it's maybe 5% of the entire canopy area. And it, 90% of the time it's in the way. You're like, where did that guy go? Oh, yeah. he's behind the canopy bow. Yeah. And you're like, how? There's like Why 20 to 30 degrees off your nose is like an important place for fighters. Weird, yeah. So they're just like, let's just put a piece of metal 20 to 30 degrees. Like, Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, that's right. Where the <laughs> tanker, like the perfect spot for me on a KC-135, of course, like the lights are under the canopy bow. It's like, why not? Same. Yeah. Yeah, I do this yeah. when I'm getting yeah. gas. I like duck uh, down so I can <laughs> see under the canopy bow to see the lights. Yeah. yeah. If I would have kept making only the minimum payments on my credit cards, my debt would have taken me 47 years to pay off. These are real National Debt Relief customers. I knew I wasn't going to be able to get out of debt by myself. Credit card, medical, or personal loan debt? National Debt Relief negotiates with your creditors to reduce what you owe. National Debt Relief got me out of debt. You could be debt-free in as little as 24 to 48 months. Visit NationalDebtRelief.com to learn more and get started. NationalDebtRelief.com Oh, yeah, piece of crap. Canopy bow. Hey, thanks. If only they could make a canopy that didn't require to have a seam that brought two pieces of. If that technology together. existed, only. I don't Maybe. even. Nah, I'm probably. I say a lot oh, of wrong yes. things. We need Billy back. In yeah. my mind, I'm like, I think they just. It just feels like they just. It was one piece of glass, and they just like glued a piece of metal, like just for the fun of it. That's what I think the F-35 is. Well, they had to do it because of the. Uh... The B model, you know, the, the B model needed forward, the right? ability to have yeah. the yeah. ejection. If yeah, if um, you know, you need to be able to hit the bird doing 500 knots, or whatever. But if they lost the motor at like 75 feet hovering, there wasn't enough time to get the canopy yeah. off. Yeah, so, so it does have the deck cord, motor, right? Yeah. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, but I think it opens forward because of the because it couldn't open back because of the F35B. Oh, the forward piece. I don't know. Yeah. Again, well, I yeah, say a lot of wrong things about thing, the F35. Right? Yeah, the lift fans in there. Don't worry. Wams are open. Wams so, are totally open. The which, uh, yeah. yeah. There's a yeah, test pilot so, in my squadron now that just I'm just like, I am so stupid. Anytime I'm around him, like, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. He knows everything about this airplane. That's good. He should. He's a test pilot. That's true. He built it. Well, he tested everything on it. The uh the other day I was landing and no indication of uh malfunction. And uh I touched down. Uh, a little extra space between me and the guy landing in front of me. 
And I step on the brakes and nothing happens. And I was like, and I'm like staring down the burner cans of the dude stopping in front of me. And I like step on the brakes and nothing still happens. Luckily I remembered where the anti-skid switch was. And this jet has a pulser option, which is like 50, 50 on off. So it's just like a poor man's anti-skid. Like you can't skid them because it just like stops your impulse every, you know, 50% of the time. So that like slows me down and I was like, Hey, look at that fun. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was the landing worked out. Jeez. I've had, I've had a couple of those, not where you want to be in life. It's a really, it's a uncomfortable feeling when you apply brakes mm-hmm. and then nothing happens. I argue it's I, a spot you don't want to be in in life. And the, so the whole reduced runway separation, this is something because that AIB just came out with the F-35. See, I always, if it wasn't like a large force exercise or multiple formations coming back to the pattern, call me a wimp, but like I never like landed 3,000 feet behind someone. I was like, nah, you know what I mean? Like 4,500, 6,000, like it's going to be fine. Like we're not recovering 60 jets. Now if we're recovering 60 jets, all right, be a champion. But I'm like, why do I need to buy this extra risk? Sounds like that might have been a little factor with the... That yeah, 35, they a little bobble. Uh, so the, oh, yeah, another report had come out. Yeah. Yeah, it, it came out last week. Wake yeah. turbulence and then the jet just doing whatever it decided yeah. to do. And then it's I'm like, the captain now. Math, 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 math. Out of control. But it really needed him. <laughs> Why did you do all that math? Like, stop <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. just keep doing what you're doing. overriding math equations. like... <laughs> Fly level, you know, like why isn't that the like the safety feature? <laughs> yeah, don't do anything. Yeah, I never yeah, got trained in the, the sum of all my inputs equals like straight and level flight. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. you, just like do less, do <laughs> less. But that's why you know sometimes I see stuff like that, and I'm like, ah, the computer's got a long way to go before they start taking over stuff. Like the whole chat GBTs or like uh, Mid Journey, which. Uh, Rain, I assume you've used that. I think you've said you've used that too. And yeah, they're like the AI things. You like ask them to make stuff or do something and you're like, all right, um, we got a couple years. So yeah, Yeah, it's, it's not quite there. We're good. Pretty good. Pretty good. So it's very helpful sometimes, but our kids are screwed, but we're pretty good. Like we're nailing it. Yeah. I like zooming in on uh, AI pictures because the closer you look, the more weird things look. It was, I saw a picture. Uh, it was like a house. It was like this really cool house with like a whole wall of windows. And then you like zoom in on some like fern or some plant, but the plants uh, like leaf is going through the window and it's like on both sides of the window in the picture. And you're like, and the more you like, pick around you know the ai is like i don't know i'm just making stuff up here man like what do you want from me uh maybe it's just like that's what you're gonna see in the future or yeah like or just you wait for it we got plants that go through yeah that's the future or it's lulling it's yeah (laughs) i'll say it's like lulling us to sleep you know it's like this comfort like yeah we're not smart enough to like take over the world Mm -hmm. and just be like boom it flips the switch and then we're killing each other or like birthday cards machines are just birthday cards birthday cards yeah, <laughs> yeah, greeting cards. Birthday cards. They're, they're gonna get oh, you. Greeting cards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I thought you had Mother's Day. Rain, I saw you had uh, 
the girl from the what was she the loadmaster Voodoo. from? Yeah, no, she's yeah. a pilot. Oh, she's a Hatch. pilot. Yeah, that was yeah Voodoo. Yeah. That was awesome. I just had I had Voodoo, and I just did a release with AP, who he was the air mission commander. That was the most recent episode for Out of Afghanistan. That one, and I'm sure you listened to it. Here's the short story of it that I think you guys will appreciate. It was like them leaving Kabul on the last night and the Taliban had jumped over the fence. They're all blacked out, you know? And he goes, you know, the Taliban's just standing there. You see one of their MVGs and they're just waving. You know, it's like they knew what the middle finger was. That's what it would be. Basically Jeez, that's crazy. Like, yeah, surreal. You know, you think about like all the amount of time, effort, blood. Yeah. Spent over there. Missed opportunity. We should have been like, we're all going to like chaotically leave this day. And then the Taliban comes and then we just gun them all down. Like, how did yeah. we screw that up? Yeah. Bummer. No, that was a, the Voodoo right. episode. I haven't listened to APs yet. I'm excited to do it. The Voodoo episode's legit. It's good stuff. So everybody should listen to it. They probably already have. I, yeah. I've had a couple more like reach out. I'm trying to get... It's t- As you guys see, we're having a few uh, internet issues. Travel around. Turns out hotel Wi-Fi is not that great. And then I'm on the road for another week. But I've had a couple of different like loadmasters and stuff reach out. I mean, all these people have these wild stories like i can't imagine having been on the ground you know the chaos that ensued just what that was like and hearing that to me is it's pretty profound so hopefully capture a few more of those stories yeah that is wild. crazy it's been two years someone needs to yeah you you fly fighters and you think you're going to be the one like dealing with bad guys and in the thick of it and stuff and like there no no fighters to be found just heavies doing what you think seems like a benign task and then they find themselves in one of the most hardcore settings of all you know and you know hats off to that community because i was like i'm sure you guys have heard it c17 community typically like the answer is to q3 someone if they do something wrong so you know now they're going to go get a new check ride it's a ding on their record etc i think we all we've talked about it like that was seeing those C-17s leave with like 800 people on board. Then AP talked about that crew taking off, like taxing down the runway and then seeing, you know, basically half the runway is consumed with Apaches and crowds and just being champions, being pilots, making a judgment call and taking off and doing that. Because you feel like the culture often reverts back to like CYA and uh, well, we don't, it's this, this, and this is not done or it's against the AFIs, but they all made phenomenal calls and, and made it happen i think so the fact that they got rewarded with dfc's i think was well earned like yeah being champions that's what you get paid for yeah use judgment make good decisions make the best decision you can with information yeah, yeah. it's good stuff know? and i wonder how much they knew it was going to be like that you know like when you're you're going into like troops in contact or you're going into like going to combat you kind of have an idea of all right it's going to be crazy but you know it, it I, I doubt they expected that it was going to be, that was going to be their experience, you know? Yeah, AP talks about that. They, they had no idea. I think the first C-17 just got surrounded, and then the second one stayed buttoned up because the first one, you know, they opened up the door, and it was just crowds, like, flooding onto the plane. And, like, what do you, like, yeah, like you said, you're like, you don't expect that. You, like, lower the ramp, and it's, like, some, maybe one or two loadmasters back there, and it's just yeah. chaos. Turns out, like we hadn't said, uh, we're leaving on this date. You probably wouldn't have had all this chaos that ensued. Whatever, 
here it is. But I, I'd say hats off to all those C-17 crews who made all that happen because that was not I, that was a spot I would not want to be in. Yeah. Sure. Well, yeah, especially the, I want to hear yeah. some of the special ops stories too because I, I was trying to get a family out, and so I was like reaching out to everybody that I knew that was over there. I finally got Mace got me in contact with a guy that had gotten some of the her contacts out. Anyway, when I reached him, it had already, he was like, dude, the last Chuck's gone. Like, you would have, you know, he wasn't being a jerk, but he was like, ah, like 24 hours ago, I could have done something for you. But his stories were like crazy too. They were like landing there and then like going into town with like their little team. It's like driving into town or like to the address that they were given by somebody like me who's like, hey, this family lives here. Like, I want them out. I had to go like pick them up, drive them back to the base and throw them on their airplane. Like completely uncontrolled and like fly out and then go do it again, go do it again, go do it again. It's, it's crazy what they were, what they were doing. It's awesome though, like you said, it's like, it's just awesome to see like that many athletes just making stuff happen. Yeah. Probably never hear a lot of those stories or yeah, yeah, yeah none of them. So wild, pretty it's wild. I've never done anything like to. that. I want stories like that. Dang it. We've had we've had good stories. Not a whole lot yeah, of saving life story. Well, maybe some saving life. Yeah, you know, we did some stuff. Yeah, we did some stuff. Know, we, no, not that kind of stuff. Not no. That. Well, one time, like in when we were in Syria or not Syria. Well, I guess we were in Jordan. Anyway, they those Yazidis is that they yeah the forty thousand people on that mountain. Yeah, watching Sinjar? those same thing like yeah Sinjar watching yeah. the heavy dudes go in there like completely blacked out, hundred feet low levels. To go like airdrop them water and food like that was pretty cool we well, protected was, them a couple nights which i don't know if we already knew that they were there like we the greater we the chaos knew but one day like crack and i were just flying around and i was like look at all these people and then like we had no clue who they were i was like gosh there's so many cars it was just like on this hillside or mountain i guess yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then like weeks later it was like, Oh, this is a, this is a like whole airdrop thing and all that. And I was like, this is crazy. I mean, I'm not saying I found them all and everybody knows about it because of me, but saying, but maybe like it's hard <laughs> to know. <laughs> I mean, you know me, I didn't tell anybody. I just, I just came back and had some midnight meal and called it a day. But well, anything that moved it at that point, I was like, Oh, that is definitely ISIS. <laughs> like, I think that's a woman and her kids. I'm like, it could be, but it looks like possibly ISIS. Good like it. looks like an ISIS woman. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely <not, it's> <laughs> an ISIS woman. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that's, that was a wild time. I mean, because Rain, you just swapped out. Yeah, Rain. Well, you were like hardcore into the Syria part of that, which we, we caught just a little bit of that, but you you guys like leveled yeah. towns in a good way. You guys You guys started out, cause, but I remember Bender, you, like, you, you were showing me around, and we went into the, in the vault. And you're like, you just started talking about Kobani and what it was. Because I think you were showing me this targeting pod footage. It was ISIS, and they were doing these fire raid drills. Do you remember this? Like it was like a stream of maybe like sixty of them walking down the street, and they would just be practicing these fire these uh, air raid drills, and they would just scatter. You know, someone would say something, they would scatter, and then they'd come back together and they'd walk down the street. Yeah, yeah. This? That was uh, uh, who was that that dropped that bomb? Yeah. Oh yeah, I can't say. Yeah, we probably yeah, shouldn't keep say his that name. One. Oh yeah, I know. I know. I remember. Yeah, yeah. He won some special awards, but yeah. But when they, uh, but when they came back together for like the fourth time, and then that was like time out for, I yeah, don't know, like yeah. two GPU thirty eights. Yeah, okay, yeah. thirty eight fifty four. Just a little crowd pleaser. That is a wild video. Yeah, just boom. 
They should not have been ISIS. Yeah. Uh, we should find yeah. that on. Maybe that one's yeah, on that was, Davids. That was the start of it. Yeah. Davids, yeah, you think it'd be on there? You think that's on Davids? I, I doubt it. The, yeah, like Sitcom. No, well, no, Sitcom puts all those ones out. I felt like Sitcom put a bunch of those out, like starting like the middle of our deployment. Like that was a pretty regular thing. They would pump them out there. If you go to the Sitcom website, there's some media tab that you can. Yeah. It'd probably take you forever to find it, but they sanitize it. That one's a it, classic. You know? That one, that one needs to go down in history. You need to preserve yeah. that. That might be the single most enemy killed in action with a single like weapons release. Yeah, probably is. Yes. Well, except for you know Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Those. Yeah, those are pretty big. Did you guys see Oppenheimer? I haven't seen it yet. No? I've not. That's yeah, I haven't seen it yet. It's got to be weird, like, having created a weapon that destructive, and then, you know, it's just, it's a lot of destruction. You've I did go. Barbie, though, right? Did you guys go to Nagasaki or Hiroshima no. when you were in Japan? I did. I went to Hiroshima in May, down for the day. Look at it. It's kind of weird. I mean, or Erie is a better way because they have the building that was essentially ground zero that's still standing, and they have all the rubble, or not all the rubble, but there's a significant amount of rubble that is around the building. It's just like a little time capsule. That's pretty wild. That is. Yeah, Iwakuni, I think, is pretty close. Yeah. So we've been to Iwakuni, but never, never to Hiroshima. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a day trip. I mean, I wouldn't go back uh, unless someone really wanted to yeah, go. Yeah, it's it was, important to see stuff. You like appreciate that. the obviously the yeah, yeah, the gravity of. It's like going to concentration camps in Europe. It's heavy, you know. And it's not yeah. pleasant by any yeah. means, but it's important to recognize what happens. It's crazy that how I don't know. Like we all went to like combat, you know, and we fly around and. There's no good guys around, and everything's via video and all that. And then you look at World War II and Korea, Vietnam, Desert Storm, like all that where it was like legit ground game and uh, and how destructive it was versus like, uh, like I dropped a 54 on a, on a like abandoned vehicle. Sick. You know, like it's just a very different experience <laughs> they, they had. Yeah, I can't imagine. You know, like World War II, you know, you're going city by city. I mean, leveling cities. Um, yeah, just a different different fight. I'll say Kabani, I mean, that we went block by block. I mean, over in the U.S. and the Allies over the course of a year or so. Yeah, I'm not sure Kabani is. I wonder what that looks like these days. I'm not sure that's around Probably anymore. Not. Probably not. We, one of my. There's one concrete plant that was like out to the southeast. I don't know if you guys remember. It was a huge concrete plant. They're going to need it. And. I just saw about like eight years or eight months ago, that company, I think it's a French company, got a huge fine by the U.S. Department of Justice because they were paying off ISIS to keep the plant open, which I'm like, I, like why would you keep that plant open? Or like, what is the need yeah. there? Other than the rebuilding huh. phase, but it's a massive plant. So you didn't I bomb say that thing, huh? I don't want to get sued. No, we didn't touch that. But they would be in and around like towards the, I want to say maybe December or January timeframe. I'm probably messing that, that up. But, you know, it, it's moved from west to east in the city and then further south, like 
just migrating over the course of time, which was closer to that. So occasionally there'd be some activity that would occur around there, but you wouldn't do anything, at least that I'm aware of, around the or in the concrete plant. Hmm, I think that thing's probably still standing. There's a, a building called like the Under Armour building. It looked like an Under Armour logo. <laughs> I don't know how many bombs like Vipers put into that, but I mean, I watched the B1 one day put Jeez. in like 16 GBU-31s into it. <laughs> Phenomenal construction. Uh, Built very sturdy. That logo is like, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> the, uh, well, that's what, that was the comical thing. Like I was there, my last sortie uh, on that first deployment um, some night, and it was... It was just crazy. Like this building was, it was like a, like the concrete plant or something similar. Like it was think like the biggest hospital building. You like, you know, three story buildings, like 10 story buildings, three story buildings, just a huge compound. And it's like two F 16s with like four, like 500 pound bombs each. And they're like, we want to level this building. What do you guys think? And we're like, (laughs) I don't know. Call somebody else. Like I don't. We were. We weren't going to tell them no. But we were yeah, like, like we're gonna yeah, give we it got the bombs shot. for you. Like we just <laughs> right. laughed to each other and we're like, oh yeah, yeah, we can help you out. We got you. We got you. But you're like, you don't. Okay. Well, whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm going to drop them because anything. no reason to take them home. Yeah. Don't want to bring them home. We weapon here 39s all the time. Obviously, that's like that's our seed weapon or whatever. It yeah. cracks me up. And it, it, maybe it, it'll probably work. I'm sure it'll work. But we're like, okay. We're just going to launch two of these things at this critical node and it'll be gone. But I've seen like, you know, I've seen GBU-12s shack the turret of a T-70 tank or whatever, go off high order, and then the tank is just like one of our buddies put one on in Iraq or whatever, and the tank is just the tank. It's like still there. I'm like, I'm not sure two GBU-39s are going to do anything to anybody, like to be completely honest. Like, Yeah. Well, have you, like, I would say my l- Second to last sortie, I was dropping 38s. Um, the DO, he was dropping all 39s. And there's like two separate uh, facilities. So we're separated. So like we went there and they're separated like four or five miles. So like I went off, did my attack. He did his attack. But like watching, oh, I, can't, I dropped and I came back and I filmed his. The overpressure from those 39s, and maybe it was just the way that built, I mean, it's probably the way that building was built. I mean, the roofs went off the building, tires were going everywhere. Probably just packed full of explosives, yeah, maybe. But yeah, I mean, I'm definitely not the smartest cool guy weapon. around to comment on know. how weapons work. But you know, the times I'm like, "Yes, this is gonna be awesome," and it like blows up, and I'm like, "Dang it, that looks like a truck still." <laughs> like, why? <Yeah>. Why? <laughs> I want no pieces left. Like, I've seen womp, the movies. They're supposed to be like nothing except for a hubcap just rolling down the street or whatever. Yeah. Well, that was like uh, our do. <laughs> He got, uh, we were supposed to drop and it was like this tractor trailer hauling a Humvee and we were going to drop on it while it was like going down the highway. And I was like, oh, this is going to be some mayhem. And then they're like, wait. Yeah. They were like, wait a second. We're going to see if they go to some unknown weapons cache. And it's like, yeah, there's always some unknown. Turns out he parks in a neighborhood. So they're like, bombs are off. No more bombs. So it's like the darkest night. And uh, the D.O. is, he's like, I'm going to, they clear him to strafe. He hits it with one bullet. Literally, you see all the bullets hit the road. And then you just see one part of the tractor trailer brighter than the rest of it. And you're like, nailed it. One bullet. Sure enough, like 45 minutes later, 
that one hotspot is now a larger hotspot. And whatever it hit caught on fire. So like two hours later, the entire tractor trailer is this massive inferno. And I was like, I have weapons effects achieved. Like the, <laughs> yeah. you got them. That's perfect. <laughs> BDA one, one tractor trailer yeah. truck destroyed. Uh, and, and, and terrain denial on the, on the road with yeah. the rest of the bullets. Gosh. Uh, yeah. Old terrain denial. Dropping GBU 54s on a road. Yes, they're like, aren't they just going to yeah. drive around that? Yeah, yeah probably. But. There's no way to, there's no way to win right. at dropping on drop. terrain to now. Because if you miss the center point of the road, it's like you're the guy who <laughs> didn't even hit a road, and you're like, it is <laughs> circular error percentage of the bomb. Yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna miss a little. But yeah, the uh, that was class. I dropped one of those. I was like, I cannot miss. Like I, this is more high stakes than any other bomb, because if I miss a road in the middle of the desert, I'm going to look like a fool. Yeah, that's like the, big, the yeah. biggest fear of all can't go back. You can't. Just looking dumb in front of everybody else. I'll <laughs> get shot right. at, like, whatever, shoot your SA-20 at me. That's totally fine. Yeah. Maybe I get shot down, maybe I don't. But I do not want to miss with this bomb. Like, yeah. That's worse. <laughs> worse than death. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you have to sound good on the radio, too. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Like, if you lost your motor, lost your wing, we're going to die, I mean... That last radio call yep. better make you sound really mm -hmm. cool because that's going to be played back. Yeah. Everyone's going to hear yeah. you and judge you. It's true. Based on that radio it's call. It's all you'll be remembered a, for. I missed an entire island once in my first <laughs> yeah. in Guam. You remember that? I don't know. I kind of tried to keep the story kind of quiet, but I had two Mark 84s. I'm like, this is, and everybody's <laughs> like, oh, you get the 284s. This is going to be sick. And I'm like, this is going to be awesome. But I had the only drops I'd done for the past like year because at B course you do just like, GBU-12 stuff. We're like dive glides. So there's this little target island in the middle of the Pacific, uh, and you're only supposed to... Anyway, they try to protect most of it, which doesn't make sense, but you can hit a certain spot of it. So we're like pappy peeling to... So we like circle it, and then we're like, okay, let's go like green up, and we dive down. And my flight lead drops his, and it's like he shacks or whatever. And then I just go into a dive glide mentality or whatever. So I like pull up the dive glide, like toss stuff, hammer down and these are 84 so they're obviously not going to do what lgbs do and then i start my pull up or whatever and i just sling these things then i go bump, bump. i'm like yeah this is awesome and i'm like something does not feel right right <laughs> but i like, get my nose high like tip over to like watch what happens and then just off the island these two massive you know like ten thousand foot geysers uh on the <laughs> beach just like boosh, like turtles and whales and dolphins are flying <laughs> like i just missed an entire island with the two best bombs this jet can yeah. drop. Like, it, it's a narrow, uh, it's a narrow island. It's a narrow island. Oh. Yeah, it's very, it's yeah. horizontal. <laughs> it's a narrow, oh. narrow island. Story that, well, you, you couldn't even hit an island. With <laughs> like, yeah. Gosh, well, it turns out that, that was a trend. We had uh, the next <laughs> time we went, Actually, we, we had lot, yeah. one of the IPs in the squadrons, but he had GBU 10. He dropped two GBU 10s, and the one no impact area was these caves and he i mean it was like it was the target he shacks the caves <laughs> and it starts out as like it's these islands with these like overhangs that these like i don't know endangered birds or something live in and he drops and then after the explosion 
you can just see instead of these like overhangs, it's just this opening now. And you could see this entire new section of the island. And you're like, oh, that's so bad. Best part was combat camera was in his backseat. Oh, yeah, too good. Oh, that's amazing. All right. Well, I got to get out of here.